The information and opinions expressed on this podcast are intended to address specific questions asked, situations described in the program or on the website, and topics of expressed interest. The information and or opinions are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical and or mental health diagnosis or treatment. You should not act or rely upon any information contained in these broadcasts or on the website without seeking the advice of a mental health and or medical professional who has conducted a formal assessment or evaluation on you and has the requisite information needed to provide a more well-informed opinion. This includes, but is not limited to, licensed mental health professionals, psychiatrists, and medical physicians and doctors. If you have any questions about the information or opinion expressed on the website or during this broadcast, please contact your licensed mental health and or medical professional. Welcome to The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell. The Wellness Enclave will explore emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In the Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The goal is to help you become a healthier and happier you through motivation, education, and innovation. And now, The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell. Today, we will be talking about the importance of voting, the importance of voting. So sit back, relax, and we will be right back after this commercial break. I began to hear sounds of licks and screams. I could hear the sounds of licks and horrible screams. And I could hear somebody say, can you say yes, sir, nigga? Can you say yes, sir? And they would say other horrible names. She would say, yes, I can say, sir. So well, say it. She said, I don't know you well enough. They beat her I don't know how long. And after a while, she began to pray and ask God to have mercy on those people. And it wasn't too long before three white men came to my cell. One of these men was a state highway patrolman. And he asked me where I was from. And I told him, Roosevelt. He said, we are going to check it. And they left my cell, and it wasn't too long before they came back. He said, you are from Roosevelt, all right. And he used the curse word. And he said, we're going to make you wish you was dead. I was carried out of that cell into another cell where they had two Negro prisoners. The state highway patrolman ordered the first Negro to take the blackjack. The first Negro prisoner ordered me, by orders from the state highway patrolman, for me to lay down on a bunk bed on my face. And I laid on my face, the first Negro began to beat. And I was beat by the first Negro until he was exhausted. I was holding a
Welcome back to the Wellness Enclave, where emotional health and wellness is our top priority. You are with Dr. Sewell today talking about the importance of voting. I am going to go back and forth, Mr. Smith. My my engineer is here, Mr. Deshaun Smith. I'll be back and forth or vacillating between Dr. Sewell and Donna. So periodically, Donna might pop out. Is that all good? good? That's good. good. Okay. All right. So... (laughs) So the, the what you heard was an excerpt, and you've heard for those of you who followed me, um, periodically I'll mention a, a woman by the name of Fannie Lou Hamer. She was probably one of the appeared to be one of the most genuine and authentic uh, leaders during during um, the the during civil rights time uh, around 1964, 1963, in those times. So what you heard was an excerpt that she was giving. Um, at the Democratic National Co- uh, Convention, I think it may have been like maybe 1964, somewhere around there. She was talking about how when she was trying to register to vote, how she was beaten. And if you listen to that entire speech, it was about eight minutes and 30 seconds. She even starts from where she was kicked off. She was a sharecropper. She was kicked off of her land because the owner found out that she had gone to register to vote or try to register to vote. What she was talking about then was further on down the line how she was coming back from a conference where they were registering people to vote or they were talking about it. And again, they got pulled off of the bus and they were beaten and they were beaten. So why am I bringing this up? Because you know what? Right now we are seeing a lot of candidates pop up in the field. Most of us, it doesn't matter what side of the fence we're on in terms of parties We are not happy with what is going on at the federal level. And the other reason I'm bringing this up is not only because voting season is coming up, not only because we are watching these town hall meetings and we're watching these debates where they only have 30 seconds to answer a question. I don't know how that's going to work. But also because one of the reasons we ended up in the situation we are in now, and I will tell you, I am not a proponent of number 45. So I'll be very clear on that. That's Donna speaking. That doesn't have anything to do with Dr. Sewell. That's Donna. Dr. Sewell is more objective. So here's the thing. I'm not a proponent of number 45. And one of the ways we ended up with this cat up there was our action of not voting. See, a lot of people didn't vote and they say, okay, I didn't have anything to do with it because I didn't like either candidate. So I so I didn't vote for it. Your inaction has proven to be an action, and the action is it it assisted in allowing number forty five to end up in the White House. And if it continues for this cycle, guess what? We're going to have him for another four years. Correct. Correct. So, Mr. Smith, before I get into because again, you know, this will be mostly music and 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 us just talking and, and doing whatever. I know what some of the obstacles and challenges have have been or what I hear mm-hmm. that they've been. So with you, because we're 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 definitely a full generation apart. Why yeah. is it that some some of your friends did not vote? You know what? Actually, I remember a couple of years ago at work and a lot of people who I was working with did not go vote. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people were just like, well, 
Hillary, uh, and right. then Trump, well, he's not going to win anyway. I'm just like, bro, you still got to go vote. Like, just because, you know, like you said, that inaction of not doing mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. guess what? Guess what happened? You know what I'm saying? He ended up right. winning. So right. a lot of people didn't go vote. And I think they just think nothing was going to change. But I'm like, yo, by your voice, something will change mm-hmm. if you put in the work. So by not doing nothing, you're going to get, you know, the end result. Right. Thank right. You, so. A- absolutely. And so that's interesting you said that because one of the things I'm just going to talk about these these things really briefly because I want to get into how you should go about looking at who you want to vote for because that's what I really want to get into but but not only what you mentioned pretty much is the electoral part of it is the electoral college yes nobody understand and because this is a podcast it's not going to be played on right nobody understands what the hell the electoral college is doesn't matter how much research you do on it you understand it but you kind of don't understand it you, you know yeah so, so one of it, one of those things is the electoral college, and so I hear a lot of people saying, "Well, my vote is not going to matter anyway because because of how they have everything set up." You know, and we've had like two elections um, it, within the last few elections where major uh, presidencies where it was won by popular. Right. I mean, it, one candidate won the populist or the popular vote; mm-hmm. the other candidate won by electoral college. Um, because the other candidate it, that I remember in my lifetime was. Um, Bush. Um. <laughs> Boy, look at there. <laughs> I don't know how he got that one. So up. he got in. So Gore won the popular vote, and then he won the electoral college, and it was similar to this this past this past presidential election. The other thing is the voter ID. So here's what I want to say to everybody who goes to everyone who is serious about voting. Please understand this particularly if you're in a low-income area and if you're in a low, lower um, socioeconomic area and you are a minority. They hit us every major election year with, we need ID, we need this, 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 and this. You guys don't wait until the last minute and then complain about what they're doing. We already know what they're going to do. Stay, we, we should be two steps ahead of them at this point. Every major election cycle, this is what they do. We need ID. We need this. We need that. So what I need for you to do, what I recommend, not what I need, what I recommend is this. Check where your voting office, first of all, check where you're supposed to be voting prior to going down there. Check where your voting station is or your polling station is. Because I heard a lot of that. I didn't know it changed. I, I didn't know it changed. So you know what? About a month or two before the election, go down there and make sure, look, my or call, make sure your polling station hasn't changed. OK, if um, the, the other thing is, you know, if you don't have an ID and quite frankly, if you're a grown man or woman walking. This is Donna, not Dr. Sewell. If you're a grown man or woman walking around and you don't have an ID, you need to get one anyway. ASAP, please do. You need to get one anyway. So please get your ID ahead of time. If you don't have the, <clears throat> the $25 or however much it costs now, then you know what? I'm sure you're hustling up Starbucks or some cigarettes or something. And you're, you, you may have to go cold turkey on the cigarettes. Save $25 because a pack of, of cigarettes now is expensive. Mm-hmm. About like five, right. six. Right. It's expensive. So you know what? Save, save, save your money on some of the things that you normally, on some of the things that's not going to kill you to stop doing temporarily. Mm. Might put you in a bad mood, yeah. but it's not going to kill you. So and, and save for that money if you don't have anyone that you can borrow from. We know that the electronic voting booths. Okay, those they've been trying to get rid of those for a while because and especially after this last election when again, this is Donna speaking, when looking at the evidence, it appeared that it was some type of tampering. Yes. 
And and if you listen to, and again, it's podcast, not radio. So if you listen to Tom Joyner during, especially during the voting season, they will tell you, people call in and say, look, we're having problems here. I, I, I pushed this button for this person, for, for this particular candidate, but it registered this particular candidate. We're having problems in this county. We're having problems at this precinct. We're having problems here. Those are things to keep your eye on, you know, to keep your eye on. But those are barriers or challenges that people have for voting. And then just straight up, straight out interference, because it appears it as though we're having some interference from other countries. Yes. And it seems to be okay. So, again, I know what the frustrate. I do know what the frustrations are, but we do have to go and vote. And if you have a state where you have to vote electronically, then make sure before you hit that submit button that those are the right. Those are the responses that you put in there. Make sure there's no trickery going on. And even though I know those are things that you that that are pain in the butt, those are the challenges we're looking at. We cannot end up in the predicament where we are right now because if we have to go for another four years and keep in mind it's not just number 45 it's the people that are being elected to congress yes as well that are allowing 45 to do whatever and those people in congress are representing your state they are representing your state it is very important particularly for minority it's, it's important for everyone to vote but particularly for minorities to vote for people who are immigrants is very important to vote for people who are low income because you know what a lot of a lot of people who voted for number five who are lower income like some of the farmers right now they're they're not happy nope they backtracked on them. correct they backtracked on them so it is very important that we look at these things and 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 we vote so Here's what I want to do. I'm going to go into uh, another song really quickly, and then we'll come back and talk about how to look for um, good leadership, you know, basically looking at community versus or local versus federal politics. It's just going to be like about two or three areas that we're going to hit. So, again, you're listening to Dr. Sewell and Mr. Deshaun Smith, my, my illustrious engineer, on discussing the importance of voting. Uh, we will be right back in the enclave right after this commercial break. Yeah. 
All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to The Enclave, where emotional health and wellness is our top priority. Today, we are talking about the importance of voting. Prior to break, we talked about some of the challenges um, that, that a lot of us have issues with, uh, particularly in the minority community, particularly in lower income uh, communities, and why it is causing us or making us really be apathetic to, 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 to what's going on. And that's not really... Um, benefiting us. We also talked about inaction versus action prior to the commercial break. Now, here's here's why everybody is annoyed. And let me talk about the negative. I talked about the inaction versus the action. That's one of the negative impacts of what has happened in, in not voting. But also, let's look at our government. Okay? Let's Where look at it on the federal level. Where you want to start? <laughs> like, for real. Like. So... Here's the thing, and you know a lot. Of, you know a lot of times, uh, uh, Mr. Deshaun, I, I write out an outline, and then I kind of just go from there. And I write. And here's the thing that was very, that that was, I don't know if it was irony or what, but I wrote out like two or three of the major issues, right, that I see and that I've been hearing, um, and reading, dealing with this government. And then when I looked up what a good political leader is, guess what? Everything that I thought of before I even looked this up. Uh huh. Totally opposite. So here's the thing. Subpar government, apathetic to human needs, cares nothing about humanity. That's how I see it. That's how that's how Donna sees it. Devoid of understanding the importance of the office that he holds. And not just him, but a lot of a lot of his cronies down in in Congress as well. Okay, and then in inability and unwillingness to compromise. Yes. Now those are the things that I see and then I'm going to tell you what I what I read that said, "Okay, this is what a good politi- political leader is because it was similar to when you and I were talking about leadership a few months ago." But what are some of the things that you see with this government? A lack of a lot of stuff. I see uh, a lot of the same problems that happened, okay, when he came in saying what he was going to do, mm-hmm. he hasn't done them. Nothing. Right. So it's still the same problem with us. You still see a lot of innocent kids, you know, with the police. Mm-hmm. That's still going on. I, I still think that's probably one of the, you know, main priorities, mm-hmm. I feel like, in a cultural sense. Because if you can't respect authority, you see what I'm saying? Right. So it, it's it's going to be, it's, it's crazy. And, right. like, these gun laws, it's crazy. So, and then, like, these jobs, like the taxes mm-hmm. between... It, it, it is a, a whole mess right now. I, I, I agree with that. And I will even go to the immigration camps where you are separating children and Families. their parents. And, and, then you're, and, and, and then you're trying to keep them apart for longer periods of time because that's supposed to be a deterrent. Well, now you know if you come over here, then we're going to separate you for longer periods of time as opposed to expediting you to the country that you come from they have no tracking they don't know what they don't know what's going on and and i'm not going to get into this because this is a wrong show but i will bring this up if you look at the way that they are treating the families yes allegedly treating the family because i haven't been there i can only tell you what i've read and what i've seen that they're allegedly treating the families in those camps in those immigration camps and you look at how Certain people were handled in in our readings during the Middle Passage. They're very parallel. Yep. And I'll leave it. And I will leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, leave it at that. They're, they're, they're very parallel. So 
here's what I looked up when I told, when I said when, when I, it was like okay here's what defines good political leaders and I don't necessarily agree with all of this a hundred percent but it was just very interesting like one of the things I put down was an inability to subpar government as I see it as Donna sees it inability and unwillingness to compromise and then one of the things I see as a good political leader guess what they have to have flexibility he doesn't have none you have to have flexibility um you need to have integrity integrity means you need to hold to your word and if you can't hold to your word you need i'm not saying you have to provide us all explanation we don't need to know all of the intricacies but say we're gonna have to do this because of a b and c have have some level of integrity now one of the one of the the um aspects or components they said that makes a good political leader is honesty now my, my personal belief donna's personal belief is none of them are 100 percent honest yeah but i do understand what they're saying from the context of honesty try to be as sincere and authentic you are president we're supposed to believe you correct correct we're supposed to have confidence in you <laughs> and that's and that's something and and that's something that that's labeled here too you want a president that's confident because you 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 want to have confidence in the president and you want him to be confident the problem is he's not confident the problem is he's arrogant and narcissistic yep. and it's a big difference people get him confused sometimes it's no confusion is 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 no confusion and he's not confident in his abilities to be a president because if he was he would be able to take instruction from others he would be able to surround people for, for what he doesn't know yeah. he would be he would be humble enough to say okay i don't know this area i don't know these things so let me surround myself with a, good, with a team. good team with a good team but instead when somebody says hey i don't think that's going to work number 45 we're, we're going to have to fire you or he starts tweeting he has a lot of time to tweet this is not twitter and this is not like a little Correct. Your own corporation. This is the whole country you're running. That is correct. That is correct. So, and the other thing is compassion. That that was one. That that was a big one. And remember, I said apathetic to human needs. Not just talking about immigration. Let's look at Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is still suffering, and he's like, uh. Yeah, he done with it. And 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 let's look at the money that if you look at where he has allegedly pulled his monies from. Okay, where he's allegedly pulled his monies from to go to towards that wall that he's building does not really make too much of a difference. Thank you. That that can be going to Puerto Rico and the Bahamas. He's he has pulled from a number of places that really needed those monies. So then let's look at because I have five minutes, so I'm going to run through this really quickly. So here's what I want you guys to do when you're looking at these debates. Okay, Th this is this is very important when you're looking at these debates. Um, when you're d deciding on who you want to vote for, when you're doing all of those things, there are different ways to go to, to, to check out the candidate. Right now, it's not like back in the day where you have to do a lot of legwork. Everything everything is, is, is online. So one of the things you want to do is go on a candidate's website, right? You want to see where they stand. That's one of the things that you want to do. You want to go on a candidate's website, um, see where they stand on a lot of issues. Was you, you also want to go to, if it's a person that's an incumbent, what you want to do is you want to go to congress.gov. If you go to congress.gov, one of the things that will happen is it will show you how this person has voted, which is very important. It's very important to see how this person has voted with past issues, especially issues that are important to you and hot button issues that are important to you. So you can go to congress.gov, but always see how that incumbent has voted. If possible, this was not in the article I read from AARP, but if possible, always look for where that candidate's monies come from. It doesn't matter whether it's an incumbent or, or any because they can sit up and tell you anything. 
Yes. They can tell you anything in those in those five in those two minutes they have to respond to to the questions. Um, particularly if it's local, whether it's local or whether it is federal, but definitely if it's local, one of the things you want to do is attend campaign events. Usually if you go to the public library and places like that, it'll tell you um, where they're having their events, where they're having their town halls. You want to see how they interact with their constituency or with their public. That's, that's very important. Um, another way you can check out your candidate, especially if it's a local candidate, and sometimes even if it's not, if they have a, a local chapter in your city or state or town, stop by the campaign office and ask what's going on. Everybody's trying to win your vote, so make sure when you stop by that office you're asking their representative questions, you're asking the other person, you're, if you can get in contact with the candidate, ask them questions, respond to things online, you know, send online, whatever you can do. If they're having, going back to the town hall, you can't make it. Usually everybody's doing stuff online now. See if you can sit in on it. Send and, and send questions. Another piece is this. Whenever the candidates, and this is very, very um, uh, pertinent to those debates, or germane to those debates, whenever they give their 30-second response, because like I said, it's, it's like it's 10 of them on stage right now. So <clears throat> so whenever they give, and again, this is Donna speaking, not Dr. Sewell, so I'll, I'll be back to Dr. Sewell next show. Okay. So, okay, okay. So when they're, when they're responding, one of the things that you want to do, you want to go to factcheck.org and make sure that what they're saying is accurate because they can, they can really sound good. Remember, these, these people are charismatic. Thank you. They're very they put charismatic. They on a show. Correct. It's a show. They're very charismatic. So they can respond in a minute, minute and a half, and you give them all of this applause. Go, go back and look at if they, what they said was accurate. Even see if it's doable. And also that falls into put all of your, your – your, um, Everything that you're doing to research this candidate, put all of your research together, aggregate it, put it all together and say, OK, this is what you said during the debate. Let me see how you voted. Not only let me fact check, let me go back and see how you voted when this issue came up, especially if it was an incumbent. Mm. And also go to any um, trusted sources to find out more about the candidates. That could be like how lawmakers voted on Affordable Health Care Act. Like you could go to AARP's website for that because they do a lot of stuff dealing with health care because it's dealing with senior is dealing with seniors. The last two things that I want to say very, very quickly is this do not let the charisma and the charm fool you. We get swept away with charisma. This 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 male or this female is very charismatic, I believe what they say, no. Do your fact checking. And the other thing is this, and I think this is something else that really destroyed us during the last, you know, within a political climate and during the last major election. We were going on who we like. Yep. I don't like either one of them. Mm -mm. No candidate is 100 percent perfect. And I hear a lot of people saying, particularly younger people, I can't vote for the lesser of two evils. That's not OK. Well, again, let's go back to the beginning of the show. What I said, your inaction has turned into an action. And what that has turned into is number 45. Yep. OK, so again, you've been listening primarily to Donna. I said at the beginning of the show, I will vacillate between Dr. Sewell and Donna. It's been primarily Donna. We've been talking. You've been right. listening to Donna on the Wellness Enclave along with my engineer, Mr. Smith. And as always, I hope this has helped someone, and I hope you guys have a fantastic day and a happy and healthy week. See you next week. This has been the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell. Join us weekly and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We look forward to growing with you.